Hey, Happy New Year, everybody. I am so excited to be in our new church home. Come on, later on this year, we'll get to occupy this place and truly worship here, and I'll get to preach from here. I'm so excited, and thank you for everybody who's a part of this and a part of journeying, whether you're praying, whether you're giving, whether you're believing, fasting, whatever it is, we're just so grateful for you and you being a part of it. And if you're new to our church or new to our stream, hey, Welcome. We're so glad you're with us and we say welcome home to you. I want to jump into today's message and encourage you wherever you're uh, uh, worshiping with us this morning. I pray you're blessed and uh, you got some New Year's resolutions and you're with your family and friends. And I, I just want to encourage you that what we need to do at the beginning of the year is we need to pray first. You know, all of this right here wouldn't have happened without prayer. It was at this time last year during days of 21 days of prayer and fasting that God opened a door that had previously been absolutely closed. It, it, it was, there was no hope in this plan. And then God opened the door through prayer. And that's why we start everything by praying first. You know, I can remember growing up, I was taught prescripted prayers when it came to talking with God. You know, a lot of people want to know about talking with God, and I, I was raised Catholic, so I was given prescripted prayers, and they helped me say things super fast, but if you're anything like me and you were taught that way, man, it was all about speed and not a relationship. Bro, I could pray loops around you on a Hail Mary and Our Father. Come on, throw an Apostles' Creed at me. I'll beat you in a prayer sprint because I just was all about getting it done and making God happy while my mind and my heart weren't connected at all with what my words were saying. So fast forward to 2002 when I entered a relationship, a personal relationship with Jesus my church asked me, hey, we prayed before our youth ministry. Would you like to come early? And I thought, bro, I could pray. I know how to pray with the best of them. Come on, what you want from me? Like an Our Father or a Hail Mary? I could I could come up in your midst and throw out one of those. And, and, uh, and they said, I said, so how long are we going to be praying for? And they said, 30 minutes. I'm like, 30 minutes? That's going to be a long time, and I might get bored. I might get bored with myself. God might get bored with me. I'm going to run out of material quick, and I, I leaned into it anyway because I just, I just knew I wanted to do this. But, you know, many of us don't know how to talk to God, and maybe you're feeling like I did in that prayer meeting where it was like, I want to pray. I just don't know how to pray, you know? And, and so I just want you to know, not knowing how to pray to God is normal. I mean, think about it. When you are single or if you are single, is walking to, up to that girl or that guy normal? No, come on, it's awkward and we're all nervous and we don't know how to approach it. What about a job interview or reporting to your first day at work? Is it normal to talk to your boss? Come on, what about the first time you get pulled over by a cop? Come on, it ain't normal at all. And, and, and you know, have you ever gone somewhere where you get introduced to your friend's friend? Oh, I know how to talk to my friend, but will my jokes fly with my friend's friend? Or will my interests be the same with my friend's friend? And so anytime we enter a new relationship, it's normal for it to be a little awkward or for us to be unsure of how to communicate. But uh, what I love about God is he knew that. And I just want to encourage you, don't let that stop you. In fact, 
We've designed this series, Pray First, to equip you or to refresh you in your prayer journey. If you're brand new, you don't need any prerequisites to follow along with us this week and the next few weeks at Lyft Church in the Regal Movie Theater. Just come along with the ride. You don't have to know anything. You don't have to uh, 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 be experienced in this area. You can be totally new to this. And my goal is to help you start. And if you've been doing this longer than I have, then I just wanna refresh you or to restir something in your devotional life. Now, you know, this is what I love about God as we start this series. God knew he was God and we are not. Um, what, do I, what I mean by that is he knew he would have to help us talk with God. Um, it's kind of like this. Children don't know how to talk to parents, especially a, a, a stranger who's an adult who's trying to talk to them. It's always the responsibility of the adult to talk to a child because a child doesn't know what material to speak or how to do it. And in the same way, God knew that if we're going to communicate, he's got to go first. And one of the reasons Jesus came to earth was it was God coming first to us saying, I know you're uncomfortable with this relationship. I know it's awkward. I know you're unsure of yourself. I know you feel inadequate. I know you feel insecure, but I want a relationship. And so I'll come to you. And so Jesus showing up in the flesh was God making himself approachable to man. And then Jesus would say this. He said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. That's an invitation. Come to me. Take my yoke upon me. Let me teach you. God wants to teach you how to talk with him because I am humble and gentle. Remember that one right there? And you will find rest for your souls. He says, come to me, which means he wants us to come. But you might be thinking, Pastor Drew, I heard my daddy say that once and he wanted me to come to him so that he could whoop me or he wanted to reprimand me. Come on. But listen, Jesus said this, I am humble and I'm gentle. In other words, he's approachable. It's an invitation you want to show up to and he wants you to come out and to be with him. And I wanna point out from that scripture, what was the prerequisite to come to him? I think it was just if you're alive, man. I think if you're just breathing air, there was nothing in it that said, you've got to be this or you've got to be that. You've got to be experienced or you've got to be young or you've got to be old. He's saying, if you're alive, come on to me. I want to communicate with you. And so you might be thinking, well, Pastor Drew, I want to communicate with God. I just don't know what to say. I, I only, I, I have a request list, almost like a Santa Claus Christmas list. And then I run out of things to say and I want to talk more. I just don't know exactly what to say. And thankfully, there are a lot of models of prayer in our Bible. And I've discussed a few of them throughout the life of Lift Church. In fact, go through our, our, our podcast, uh, even or, or our YouTube channel, and you'll see oftentimes around January, I teach about praying and there are other models. We talked about the tabernacle prayer during COVID. Look back in April of 2020 and you'll find some of that. I also talked about the prayer of Jabez in January of previous years. Check those out. 
But this year, I want to talk about a different model of prayer to equip your prayer life, and that's simply praying through Scripture. You, you could wonder, is what I'm asking God correct? But when you pray through Scripture, you know it's His heart. He wrote it down, and I know I'm in line with His heart as I pray it back. So, I want to model that throughout our series this year. And, and since Christmas is still fresh on our minds, I want to use the conception scripture of when the angel Gabriel showed up to Mary and told her that she was going to conceive Jesus Christ. And I want to look at this portion of scripture and show you a few ways that you can begin to pray scripture and um, it'll bless you and give you content and relationship and heart requests to talk with God. So let's look at Luke chapter 1. We're going to start in verse 31 and we're going to go through 38, skipping around a little bit. Um, but, but let's read as the angel Gabriel has showed up to Mary. And it says that Gabriel says, You will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. Now skip to verse 34 and it says, Mary asked the angel, But how can this happen? I am a virgin. And, the, and Gabriel goes on to share an unprecedented, miraculous conception that she's going to have uh, um, carrying Jesus. But let's focus on her response in verse 38, because I, I believe we can get prayer points just out of this one verse, verse 38. She says, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. I want to read verse 38 again, only this time in the King James Version, because I like the prose of the way it's written. Sometimes it sticks better in my mind, and you might find that true. While I don't read the King James Version often, I sometimes love to go back and read it in King James because it sticks in my mind a little bit better. Look at verse 38 in the King James Version, the same scripture. Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to your word. I know for some of you that's like foreign, but listen to how she says, I'm the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to your word. Here's three things that I could pray using this scripture. And so these are three things that you can make your personal prayer. The moment we turn this feed off, you could pray these three things as well. Just make it personal to you. Let's go in backwards order of that scripture. I'm the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to your word. The first one is this, according to your word. In other words, we can pray, number one, God, I pray your scripture. That's the heart of this series. That's the heart of this prayer model is just praying scripture. And so I'm not praying for my wants. I'm not praying for my needs. I'm not praying for my wish list. Uh, I, 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 you might um, think all I do is pray about my family and none of those things are wrong. I don't want you to think they're wrong, but sometimes I feel a little shallow, like I want to move on to some other content. So God, I pray your scripture. As I read what Mary said, I want that to be my heart now. So I pray your scripture. You know, I can remember household of faith, the church I gave my life to Jesus Christ in Gonzales, Louisiana, 2002. I was new to a personal relationship with God. I just realized Jesus died to be my Lord and Savior. I gave him my life. I got asked to go to a prayer meeting and realized I didn't really know how to pray for 30 minutes. 
And then a group of adults asked me, would you like to come on Wednesday mornings? We show up at 6 a.m. and we pray for an hour. And I thought, if I can't do 30 minutes, I can't do 60. And they assured me, listen, you could just learn how to pray just by listening to other people pray. And I really wanted to draw close to God. So I said, yeah, what what is it to lose a few hours of sleep to show up and learn how to talk with God? So I woke up at six, I got there, and what they would do was read a portion of scripture, maybe 12 verses, maybe 25 verses, I don't know, something like that. They would always pick up where they left off last time. And then they would use a simple prayer model, and that's this. God, in verse such and such, you said such and such, so I pray such and such. Okay, and so it was just an easy model, and let me give you an example. God, in verse 38, Mary said according to your word. So right now, God, I pray my heart is according to your word. I line up my heart to be what your word says. Where my heart is out of alignment, I now ask God that you would put it in alignment. May your word be vibrant and fresh and the most the biggest thing on my mind. I'm just praying scripture inspired by scripture. And so uh, that's our first thing that we can pray is to pray for scripture. And you might think, but Pastor Drew, if God already knows the scripture, why repeat it? Well, let me show you a scripture in Isaiah 62 that was recently shared with me. He, I've posted watchmen on your walls, Jerusalem. Day and night, they keep at it, praying, calling out, reminding God to remember. They are to give him no peace until he does what he said he would do. In other words, God is saying, hey, you're not placing watchmen on the wall to pray. I'm praying, I'm posting watchmen on the wall to pray. Remind me of my word, not because God's got amnesia, but because we oftentimes do. We forget the promises of God. We forget the goodness of God. We forget that he will do what he said he will do. And so we should remind God what his word says because it simultaneously reminds me of what his word says. And you know what? That calms my soul. When I'm in fear, it stills treacherous waters. It reminds me of who God is. Come on. I want to remind you, God's the one who put prayer people there. And God's the one who says, I want you to remind me. So he's not offended with you quoting back his scripture. God, you said you would do this. So Father, you do this. I'm holding you to your word. Like you promised it, so I'm reminding myself and you, you've got this thing, not me. So one of the best practices of getting started with prayer is write this down. Pray his scripture as you read scripture. Like when you read, don't let it just be like zip, 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 zip. I'm trying to be through for today and check something off. One of the best ways to engage your mind and to make it personal is to stop and pray it wherever you see it. So you can just stop according to your word. Let's do that. Uh, um, secondly, uh, here's the second one. Uh, I'm the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me. So pray, number two, God, I say yes before my mind can say no. God, I say yes 
before my mind can say no. Mary was essentially saying, I'm going to hurry up and say yes before my mind talks me out of it. You know, David Platt is an author who once wrote this, everything in all creation responds in obedience to, to the creator until we get to you and me. Come on, we got to walk in obedience with God. And I love how Mary was saying, before I figure out a million reasons why I should say no, I'm just gonna say yes really quick. Be it unto me. You know, I'm probably not the only one whose will constantly cuts God's word off. Like, let them merge in. But they didn't let me merge in or go visit so-and-so but I want to go home <laughs> or say no so you can say yes to what I have said, but I don't want to disappoint them. And I love saying yes to everybody or pray first, but God, I got this one. And God, you've got a busy plate anyway. Why don't you let me handle this? No, come on. We need to say yes before our mind can say no. And that's why we got to pray first. See, I love that Mary said yes before her mind could say no. She, she could have talked herself out of it. She could have realized I'm giving up a normal life. This is going to be a difficult one watching this son of mine die. Um, there goes the house, the two-story house, because we're going to be mobile, uh, uh, keeping them away from King Herod or anybody else who tries to kill him. And by the way, um, God's calling him to something amazingly important, and I'm going to um, have to be okay with it. So there goes my wishes because I'm taking up his wishes. And so write this down. Let his word precede your will. Let his word precede your will. And that's what praying first does. Before my mind can even say no, my word by saying yes. And then here's the third one. Mary said, I am the handmaid of the Lord. In verse 38, she says, I'm the handmaid of the Lord. So God, I pray. God, I humble myself in prayer to you. I humble myself. I'm the handmaiden. I'm the servant. I am happy to serve. I'm not, I'm not too big for this thing. I am a servant. You know, praying first helps keep us humble. James 4.10 says, humble yourself before the Lord. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. You know, something we say often at Lift Church is um, when I lift myself up, I'm my most arrogant form of myself. But when he lifts me up, I'm my most excellent form of myself because he knows me better than I know myself. He knit me together in my mother's womb. When he calls the shot and when he does the lifting and when I wait patiently in his timing, come on, man, I'm in my most excellent form of myself. And so here's another way to say it. You're either the handmaiden or you're heavy laden. Just don't be iron maiden. Okay, some of y'all didn't get that last part. But let me say that again. You're either the handmaiden or you're heavy laden. Come on, Matthew 11 said, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. In other words, 
The heavy laden are the ones who uh, um, uh, uh, pile up all the concerns of the world on their shoulders thinking, I got to carry it all myself. And that's really pride. But the handmaiden uh, uh, lays down their heaviest concerns and receives a peace that surpasses all understanding. You're either the handmaiden humbly believing God's got this and I'm not God, or you're heavy laden trying to be God, and you and I aren't very good at that. Come on, you, when you carry the heavy weights of the world, oftentimes it's an indication that I haven't prayed first. My mind's gone in over control. I'm trying to do it out of energy effort, but I love what the Bible says. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. In other words, give it to him and trust him and talk to him before you get in contracts with them. Oh gosh, come on. I didn't expect to say that, but I believe that's a word from the Lord. Before you get in contracts from them with them, Talk to him, pray first, humble ourselves that I'm not God, I'm a handmaiden of God. And so praying humbles us to remember it's not on us, it's on him. You know, I recently saw this, 90% of the fears that we have never come true. Come on, 90% of our worst fears never come true. In other words, we end up anxious and heavy laden about things that never come true. And when we are a handmaiden, when we humble ourselves, when we remember that God's got it and not me, then we can have a peace that surpasses all understanding. In fact, this might help somebody. Repeat this after me. I fire myself as keeper of this sane world. I am not God. I am the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according to your word. Come on, I believe some of y'all just got 50 pounds lighter. Come on, that's the best workout plan I'm ever talking about. That's why we pray first, even before working out first, because God can make me lighter remembering he's God and I'm not, so I submit to him. So, hey, post this on your social feeds. Those who pray first, get most free from anxiety. Oh, that'll, that'll carry, that'll share. Come on. Those who pray first get most free from anxiety because we know God is God and he's in control. So each week of this series, we're going to press into prayer and praying scripture. I pray these three helped. Come on. That was just one verse in all of the Bible. And I took three prayer points away from it. And you can do that too. Come on. I'm going to teach you each week how to pray. And here's what we're going to do together for 21 days starting next Sunday on January 8th. We are going to start 21 days of prayer and fasting together. We've done this every year of our church, even before we launched. And once again, none of this wouldn't have happened without both prayer and fasting. If you say, what's fasting? We'll talk about that more next week. But it's removing something usual in our life, oftentimes food, but it can also be uh, video games. It can be secular music. Um, but I would encourage sometimes it's giving up breakfast or something like that in order to spend more time with God and connecting with him.
And the Bible says that there is mighty power in fasting and breaking strongholds and yokes over our lives. And so for 21 days, we're going to be praying together. We're going to be fasting together. I'll be equipping you in your prayer life on Sundays talking more about this, but midweek, Mondays through Friday at 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. for one hour, I'm inviting you to come to our annex just behind the Regal Theater in the Mill Pond office suites and come out before school. Yeah, I'm talking to young people too. And come out before work and, and, and come pray with us for one hour. Can you not tarry with me for one hour? Come on, I believe it is some of the richest fruitful times. If you have a prayer request, next week we'll have a place for you to fill out your prayer requests so that we can cover them in prayer. But every Monday, our worship team will lead us in worship. I'll teach a prayer principle. We'll pray together uh, individually and then corporately at the end. So I want to encourage you. You don't have to know anything about prayer to come out. We won't embarrass you, but we'll teach you how as we do it together. So I'll tell you more about that next week because it doesn't start this week. It starts next Sunday. All right. Until then, I want to pray for you because I can I know the power of uh, a praying church, and so I want to pray over your prayer life so that you join us as a people of God who pray first. God, we thank you so much that prayer changes things. Even right now, you're listening to us, you're connecting with us, you're in every living room with us, you're in every car with us, you're in all, every office cubicle with us. Wherever we find ourselves listening to this, Father, I thank you that you're there. And if we reach out to you, you said you would answer. You said, call to me and I'll answer. So Father, answer every single prayer in whatever way you see fit. We don't put you in a box and tell you how to answer but we know you're faithful to answer. You're a good father. You're a great shepherd and you lead us well. So Father, I pray that you help those who are nervous to talk to you realize you went first by sending your son Jesus because you want to talk to us no matter how infantile it, it, it sounds or weak or whatever. Father, your word says you do strong things with weak words. So Father, just give us confidence to come to you and to speak to you and we know that our relationship will be blessed because as we draw near to you, you draw near to us. We love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, before I leave, if you say, Pastor Drew, I love that. And I felt like God was close. And this year, the most important thing I want to do is give my life to Jesus and live for him first instead of living for other things first. You know, I've been, I've been uh, guilty of living for relationships first living for body image first, living for uh, uh, winning friends first, I, I, putting career first. Maybe you find yourself in one of those things before, but I'm telling you, I never received a peace that surpassed all understanding until I put Jesus Christ first. I realized none of those other things could absolve me of my sins. And I didn't wanna to go to my father in heaven one day, whenever that day may be, and find out that there was a lot of turmoil between us because I had done so many stupid things that I was ashamed of. The Bible says when we put Jesus first, he lived and he died on the cross so that he could bring forgiveness to anyone who calls upon him. 
I want to introduce you to him today, and I want you to put your faith in him today. And if that's you, wherever you are today, I want to pray with you. If you know, just close your eyes and reflect on how are you with God. And if you know there's sin between you and him, it's time to confess that. And here's what I know about God. He's faithful and he's gentle and he will forgive you of your sins. Come on, join me in a prayer like this and just say, Jesus, I know I'm a sinner and so I give you my life. I ask you to forgive me of the dumb things I've done, the ways I know I hurt you. And when I went against your word, I knew I was wrong. I did it anyway. And now I ask you to forgive me. God, I thank you that Jesus is the son of God. And when he died on that cross, he did it to forgive me and to set me free. And so I receive your forgiveness and I believe I'm a new person. On January 1st, 2023, let this be a turning point, a fresh start living as Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Come on, you are a new family member of the, the people of God. You're my brother or sister now. And the Bible says that you should know with confidence that angels are celebrating you and you are now in right standing with God because that sin has been forgiven. Come on, we celebrate you today.